Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. Force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 93. I'm your host Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us. And I'm joined by our co-hosts. Uh, so let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I've uh, definitely got some gaming in. Played a lot of God of War. Um, been busy at work, but for the most part, just your normal, typical day. And then come home and spend the rest of the day playing video games. And... Uh, Watch the playoffs, but playoffs are over for all three of us now, so we can all join on that playoffs are over bandwagon because it is over for me and you guys as well. Other than that, no, that frees up my time. Hockey is starting up soon, so life is great here in Canada. How, how are you guys? So when you say hockey, Graham, you mean like for you, right? Yeah. It's like you're playing because hockey has been over for a week. Correct. In the NHL. And it's cute that you had your little exhibition game and all the other night that you really cared about. But now your team's done with preseason two, so we're all we're all done until September. And but you have a team still in the NBA playoffs that you can pay attention to. You have a team that is kind of outperforming expectations so far in Major League Baseball that you can pay attention to. Just saying, because I have neither of those things. Yes. So consider yourself lucky, because I was really excited for baseball season, and you know the Twins are like, they were eight and five, and now they're like eight and twenty or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's been fun. Uh, Steve, how are you this week? I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty good. I've been like Graham playing a lot of God of War, though I haven't mm-hmm. actually played since Sunday, and it it, it kind of sucked. I've just been swamped with uh, school and work as always, but only. Two more weeks and then finals, and then I'm off until August. So there's going to be a lot of gaming over the summer. I mean, I still have to work, but that's too easy. Too easy. So yeah. it'll be gaming, gaming, and more gaming. Uh, awesome. I hope to at least finish one game <laughs> you know, by summer's <laughs> end. Because as, as those of you who have listened uh, to us for a while know that, that I have a tendency of not finishing games. Though I think God of War is going to be one to break Oh, that, that is it going to happen? Is it's, it really? It's kind happen? of funny because the last game was also an of war game, and that was Shadow of War. That was another game I beat. Yeah. Um, so, you just, so, so you just need war in the title. Yeah, and, and apparently, yeah. apparently. <laughs> um, other than that, I've, I've been good. I've been good. How uh, you know my baseball team doesn't suck, except when they're playing the Red Sox. Um, yeah. And then a little bit against the uh, – I can't remember who they sucked against after the Red Sox. But they took two <laughs> or three from Houston, so, you know. That's good. The Angels are doing not too shabby, not too shabby. Trout's finally come around being the number one player in baseball. I think he has ten home runs already, and it's nice. not even May. So, you know, on pace for like 50 or 60, yay. So, and we do have good. Shohei Otani, you know, who didn't go to Minnesota. I'm just like rubbing that in. Uh, Tyler, how have you been? <laughs> I've been fantastic. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to next weekend when I have a four-day weekend. So I'm going to be doing some streaming and uh, putting some stuff up on YouTube uh, for for us here. Yes. But 
it's been a decent week. Like, got some gaming in a little bit. Some MLB The Show have been doing that for YouTube for us. And by the way, everybody, we just announced our YouTube channel last week. And we wanted to get some videos up to, before we announced it to everybody. Our reception's been great. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, thank so, you. So, yes. please, if you haven't yet, go head on over to YouTube. Uh, look up the Gaming Hub podcast and hit subscribe there. Like our videos. We really appreciate that. And let us know some ideas of what you'd like to see us play. Some ideas for types of videos you'd like to see. So, whether it's playing a game, doing a Let's Play, or a Top 10, or something like that, let us know what you'd like to see, and we'll work on making that happen. But again, head over to YouTube and look up the Gaming Hub podcast there. Uh, we really appreciate everybody, the support that you sent so far, and it's, it's been fantastic. So, yeah, thank and you for also, that. Yeah. Also, if you see anything in the videos that you don't like or want improved, you know, absolutely leave a comment. We are, we're pretty new to the YouTube scene, so we don't know exactly what everyone wants. Yeah. So yeah, definitely yeah. game recommendations or what you want to see. Yeah. We are we are fully open to all of that and constructive criticism, absolutely. Yeah, yeah any so. kind of feedback, definitely appreciate it and we'll take that in. Uh, we were just talking about God of War. There's also a, an unboxing of a God of War PS4 Pro there. So it's yeah. not just not video games and stuff like that. So yeah. definitely yeah. appreciate you guys checking that stuff out. Yeah, Graham did the God of War unboxing, which was pretty cool. So we, we plan on doing a lot with YouTube. We're just getting started, but thank you so much for your support so far. If you haven't yet, head over, uh, look us up, subscribe, watch the videos, hit like. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, as as well as YouTube, you can head over to Twitch, which we're on right now recording this podcast or uh, this week's episode. So head on over to Twitch, uh, TXH Gaming Hub there. And when you're there, you'll find links right below the screen for pretty much everything you can use to interact with our community and become part of our community whether that's Facebook or Discord or Twitter. And uh, Facebook, head on over to the Gaming Hub forums. Twitter, at TXH Gaming Hub, when you're there. But Twitch is like a one-stop shop, and you've got links to pretty much everything. We'll be getting a YouTube link up there soon. So head on over there, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch. Hit follow. We really appreciate that as well. And while we're on the subject of Twitch, guys, I think it's a good time to really thank our listeners that have taken that extra step to hit subscribe on Twitch and really support us in that way. And we really appreciate it. We do. It's, it's an awesome way to show your appreciation of, of our show, what we do here, because we do a lot of giveaways. We do, we try to interact with the community a lot and play with, uh, play games with members of our community, you know, do a lot of giveaways. Like I said, we do one, a minimum of one every single month, but we, pretty much always do more than that right so we'll get on and twitch and we'll randomly just say hey let's do giveaways tonight and whoever people yeah so those uh those subscriptions on twitch help us fund those giveaways for our community and help our community grow we want to thank everybody that's come out and hit subscribe and if you haven't yet we'd like to encourage you to do that especially if you have uh, Amazon Prime, because you get a free Twitch Prime subscription to spend. It doesn't cost you a dime. And you can head on and subscribe to any channel you want. So we'd love it if you subscribe to ours, TXH Gaming Hub, on Twitch. Remember, though, if you've already subscribed to us using that, it's only good for 30 days, and then it drops off. So you have to re-up it if you choose to do so. We'd appreciate it if you do that as well. So just wanted to kind of shout out to everybody who's done that. 
Uh, it's been huge, and we really thank you for that. Uh, it, it's actually a little humbling to see, you know, the support that we've gotten from our community there. So thank you again. We appreciate it. All right. Oh, last thing. Uh, email. For those of you who like to use email, mail at thegaminghub.net. So send, uh, you can send uh, questions. You can send, you know, any discussion about uh, any show that we do, any episode, streaming, whatever. Send it to mail at thegaminghub.net. With that, gentlemen, let's head into news with this week. I want to start with uh, something that I didn't think we'd see, but kind of came out of nowhere. Ashland University in Ohio is now offering scholarships for a Fortnite esports team. Of course it's Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's the hottest game right now. Yes. And it's free to play, so it has a giant player base. Yep. My question, though, isn't so much about Fortnite. We've seen how much Fortnite's grown, and, and you know a lot of stories have surrounded Ninja, who we've talked about on our show in the past. But... You know, he's done a great he's been a great ambassador for that game. He's helped that green game grow a ton. In fact, he just did a uh event last week in I think Los Angeles where you know people would pay like seventy five dollars to get into a game against him. And if you either won the game or were the one to eliminate him, you won like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, he must be doing something right, because I keep throwing out, too, if someone give me $75, like, I will let them play games with me, but <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe it's intimidating, but I've nobody's gave me 75 bucks yet. No, well, so, he's I doing, I, I think he's doing a lot of things right, because he he makes half a million dollars a month uh, playing the game. So that's pretty impressive. But my question is this. So, Steve, do you think esports is going to turn into an NCAA sport where we see like the big 10 and the pac 12 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, sec all with esports teams. Def- and when where's I that going to go? It, like, I'm like, this is a thing. So I do think, uh, are you back here, Tyler? Anytime, just let me know. I'm just going to say, because, uh, like I said, this is going to open the door that this, we see esports getting more and more popular, uh, there's definitely lots of money in it, so I don't. I'm guessing it's popularity, but then maybe they realize the money that they can make from this. So I'm curious what's going to happen with the money aspect. But if any other like option to get people like to get their education funded or something like that, like I'm all for that. Um, maybe if this was a thing that was around a long time ago, then uh, then I probably would have been like, wait, hey, I'm in school, so I'm going to try really hard at this game and. Maybe I can get a scholarship to get into so-called university. Yeah, yeah I, I think this is going to open door for like um, uh, Rocket League is game, Overwatch, and other games like that. Mm-hmm. No, totally agree, Steve. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think Fortnite is an interesting choice. I think Overwatch would have been better, just because I think Overwatch has the longer lifespan. I mean, it's still going, and it's been over a year if not two at this point. It, it's I can't even remember when Overwatch came out. It just feels like it's been a thing for a long time now. Um, Fortnite feels like... I, I have a hard time saying Fortnite's going to last that long. I, I mean, I hope it does. I don't want anything to fail. I'm, you know, I'm not oh. a terrible person. Um, but it is burning bright right now, so... You it, it absolutely is. I... And, you know, you take advantage of that. I just... I, you, you know, you're getting into the, the whole... What are they... So, they pay 
asking their players to go to college, which is awesome because university is expensive for sure, especially here in America. Uh, but what do you do with if they win? Like, let's say they go to a tournament and they win. I don't know. Some of the, huh. these bigger tournaments have like a prize fund of like six figures in. And I, I want to say some of the bigger ones have even bigger than that, like maybe even seven figures. I think I, I've seen in the million dollar prize pool. Who who gets that money if they win? Because if it's anything like the NCAA, they're not going to pay their players. In fact, they're not going to be allowed to uh, make money off of their own brand. So are these people not going to be allowed to stream on Twitch or make money off YouTube? Like, yeah. how is all of this going to work? These are questions that need to be answered. I think the NCAA is a terrible organization. Uh, I think they take advantage of their college athletes. And I don't want to see professional gamers um, also being taken advantage. And I think that's what could happen. Because, you know, these people, like, they make millions and millions of dollars off of players, right? And they pay them nothing minus, you know, scholarship. But not even everyone's on a scholarship. There's a lot of people that are playing college football not on a scholarship. And I just say college football because that's the biggest sport. Right. And I know a lot of you guys aren't into, into sports, but I think there's a lot of parallels between these two. And you kind of have to go off of sports is the closest thing to this video game, eSport type of thing. Yeah. Um, and and so, like, are we going to end up seeing eSports in, like, the Olympics? Like, these are these are all questions that branch off of this. I, I think it's cool, though. I, I like the idea of, you know, cheapening college for people. I think that's college is expensive so you know any way and any way you can possibly make it cheaper like that's a good thing and i like them having more options for scholarships i just i just worry about the like taking advantage of by like either the university or like whatever organization heads the esport league like ncaa yeah. does with athletics well, that's, it would, that's it would have issue. to you would think it would be the ncaa right because it's competition from a a university now the problem is though the university could go play professional esports teams in these tournaments and they would have to yeah that's what i was thinking so all these teams would have to start up at once yeah so how do you get around that because you know the idea of playing college sports and and like steve i i differ from you a little bit in opinion of the ncaa in general um i do wish they would play they would pay like the stipend to players to have a livable thing, a livable wage. But the moment you open it up where we're paying players, flat out paying them to play college sports, then how is it different from pro? It's not. That, and, that's true. Okay, I guess my my thing would be at least let them, like, make money off their signatures. Like, that is something that's ridiculous to me. The fact that these players can't sign, like, here, sign a jersey, and get mm-hmm. paid for it. That yeah. Why? And that's what I'm worried is going to happen here. Like, these people, a lot of pro gamers stream on Twitch. That's how they become, I mean, that's how they get their viewers. And that mm-hmm. people watch them because they, like, are a professional gamer. I, I had a guy I was watching on Twitch that was a pro Smite player. I loved watching him. He was mm-hmm. fun to watch. <laughs> I thought you were um, a pro chess player. <laughs> well, I do have those people I also watch, but this is video game square. Smite, yeah. Um. So Smite, and... And a lot of, like, there was a lot of pro Smite players that streamed on Twitch, and they make money because people donate and sub and all that. What happens to that? Are they not allowed to do that? 
that would be ridiculous. And to me, it does. It would almost feel not worth it if if you can't like stream your video game if that's something well, you like to do. The thing is, most big streamers get their start by getting exposure through something else. They build a fan base and then they take off from there. And then they go stream on their own, right? And and they've already got a built-in viewer base to take off and be wildly successful. So, so are you saying we're going to see a bunch of one-and-done Fortnite profession- or athletes? <laughs> maybe. You know, like but, basketball has a lot yeah. of one-and-done so, players. For example, again, Ninja, like, and he does a great job. Um, he, he's been wildly successful, so awesome for him. And this isn't you know any sort of yes. knock on him. He got to start playing professionally as a Halo player. So he had name recognition from that. He made a decision to go start streaming and focus on that you know, for a living. And then he caught lightning in a bottle by having the perfect game come out at the right time for him. And he's taken off. And that's awesome. And congrats to him. And he does a lot of good stuff for the community and uh, for the gaming community. And a lot of puts on cool events like the one like last week. So congrats to him. You know, he deserves the success. But he still got his start by being a pro player and having name recognition to back up what he's doing now. To provide that sort of a launching point. Because we all know how Twitch works, right? You People go on and they look for somebody to watch. And if somebody has... You know, five viewers, they could be the best player out there. But if they have five viewers, nobody's going to watch them. Everybody's going to go watch the one who has 2,500 or 10,000 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, I think that can give this Ashton University thing. I mean, it's so new, we don't know the details yet. Yeah. And so, like, how many other universities are going to jump on? Well, with that this that's like, part of my question, right? you know. So it's so new. We we just we don't know a lot about it, but I think this can give some of these players a platform to get name recognition, so they can then jump into, you know, when they're done with school, like a career, you know, streaming or whatever, and true, yeah. hopefully, you know, make some money that way. But then the question becomes, like, do you have players that leave early? <laughs> is it like yeah. basketball or football where you have guys that, like, or girls that after, you know, two years of school, they're like, oh, I'm going pro. And they're gone? Like, Possibly. Yeah, Just like I any mean, other it's, sport, it's right? It's weird to think about it. Yeah. So, who, you know, and, and especially say they got, I mean, this is a team that's going to get a lot of attention because it's the first university to do this. I think it's mm-hmm. brilliant on Ashland University's part. They're getting ahead of the game here. Yeah. Because if the this... biggest thing yeah, that I ahead. take from this is like there's a door opening of opportunity. So like this is great. This is great for us, like video gamers, mm-hmm. uh, for streamers. So yeah, there's nothing nothing bad in my in my eyes. I yeah, I agree. I think anything that makes the hobby we love more mainstream is good. Yes. Because this it, is proof you know, that it is becoming more yeah. mainstream. Because it wasn't all that long ago that video gamers were all viewed as people who lived in mom's basement, you know? And there's still people that think that. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're, there are people who think if you're over the age of, like, you know, 20 and still play video games, like, you live in mom's basement, you have no life and no aspirations and no anything. And I live in mom's attic. Yeah. So. And that, well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's total crap. 
all three of us have jobs. Steve, you go to school full time as well. Graham, yeah. you and I work full time. Yes. You know, I also went to undergraduate and graduate school. Like, I, you know, I, I have aspirations other than video games. Just video games are something that's part of me. Like, it's something I did from a young age that has always been part of who I am. And now it serves as sort of a, you know, I get home, stressful day. You just kick back and relax and play some games and chat with you guys or whoever and have a good time. Like, it's, it's just part of me at this point. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, people are out there that, you know, look at that and they don't think that way. So I think anything that makes it more mainstream is awesome. So mm-hmm. credit to Ashland University for doing this. I think it's going to be really interesting, though, to see how it plays out. Because, <laughs> Steve, one thing I'll agree with you on with the NCAA is they will stop at nothing to find ways to capitalize and make money off of anything. So once they get their claws around this, what's it going to turn into? Yeah, it, it's luckily the NCAA does have like it stands for like the National Collegiate Association of Athletes or Whatever something like that. Athletic so, Association, I think. But yeah. Like, and, yeah, I think that I think I misordered that. But yeah. uh, what? Like, are we gonna count esports p- players as athletes? Because that's that's the thing, and I, I'd imagine they will just because it'd be the easiest thing to just group them in with the NCAA because mm-hmm. you know instead of creating a whole new thing. Um, I think uh, if you're offering scholarships for anything competitive, it almost has to be. Yeah. The, another thing, though, is, like, are they going to start offering, like, majors in pro video game playing? Because I feel like that is too far, and anyone who signed up for <laughs> that uh, would probably be setting themselves up for failure. So there's some schools that already do that, though. And I don't remember the name of it, but I know I saw an article in the last couple of weeks about a university out there that has degrees in gaming. Not developing games, but in gaming. So, yeah. how... I agree with you, though. Like, that's a little far. And, again, not to, not to give Ninja too much pub here on our show, but I thought he had fantastic advice, because he said to everybody out there, you know, don't think you're just going to start streaming and become super rich and wealthy and famous. You need to also go to school and have a job and have a real life outside of this because chances are you're not going to be as successful. Yeah, and that's and I'm just sure reality. He, got, he, I'm sure he got hate for that too. Because like, that's ridiculous God because he's just being honest. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Have a backup plan. Yeah. Because like, Let's be real here. Like I, as the youngest of the podcast, am still of the age. I am like, if I was a pro gamer, I would be the veteran, like the old end of the spectrum. Like pro gamers, like the people that play like Smite, competitively League of Legends, competitively Overwatch, Halo, all that. They're like 18 to 24 because they have, you have quick reaction times. You know, the action times start dropping as you get older. And that's why you don't see people in their 30s as pro gamers. Right. No, Um, totally true. So I I don't think we'll see a big, like, boom of video game or competitive video games as, like, a major. But 
I, I'm gonna advise uh, right here for you guys. <laughs> don't don't sign up for that if if it if it is available because you need to have a backup plan for success. Well, Steve, I don't I don't think so much like how to be a pro gamer, but I think there could be things out there about how to create and build and manage an esports team. We have sports management degrees. I can see something like that coming into play. That's still oh, that is that's risky. That's it risky. is. It's super risky. Um, no risk, no reward. Especially well, when I feel yeah, like Graham, probably... that, but that's what people say in response to what Ninja <laughs> said. Like yeah. you know, yeah. you can't put all your eggs in that basket, so to speak. You no, you have to like it has to be something where I'm aspiring to get this degree and have this job. And I also like to do this on the side, and if it takes off, awesome. Yeah. But if it doesn't, I, you know, I have my main plan. Not my backup plan, Steve, my, like, main plan, right? Um, I think the the whole, like, streaming thing for people needs to be, like, the reach goal. Like, hey, if everything works out, awesome. It'd be super fun to do that and make money off of it. Yes. But yeah. to plan on it and expect it to take off you're setting yourself up for massive disappointment at the very least. And if you yeah. quit your job and like say, I'm all in, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be homeless. 98% of the time or, or higher, you're going to be homeless. Yes. That's just for reality. Sure. For sure. And it's, it's like that even... with, go ahead. Graham. Like Sorry. I would say it's like that with many industries too. Like the music industry is another great example. Sure. It's like, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm great and all this stuff. And I'm going to quit my job. Is I, you know, people actually become famous from that a very small minority. So yeah. you're right. You do need a backup plan. Yeah. You, well, I think the gaming needs to be sort of the, the backup plan. <laughs> I think you need a yeah. main plan. Um, well, yeah, and yeah, if yeah, it sorry, takes I mean, off great. Yes. Uh, but I, I don't think people should aspire like as a, as a primary goal to get there. And, and people see people like, ninja and like other big time streamers and they think oh that's easy i can do that <laughs> but like we said at the very beginning of this people gravitate towards the person with the highest numbers to begin with and guess what you're starting at zero mm -hmm. so i mean we we have a podcast that gets a, a pretty good amount of listeners every single week and when we stream our podcast we don't pull anywhere near the numbers that the bigger streamers on twitch pull Nowhere near. And when we stream games, we don't either. We don't let that discourage and us. No, we're it's not, not about we're that. Not, we're not blaming our listeners no. either here. Do not think that. No, we no, no. absolutely love that you listen to our podcast, and we understand that people don't like watching on Twitch. Like, we, we completely understand that. Oh yeah, so and I'm not, not I'm playing. not, I'm not pointing blame, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody for anything. I'm saying it's hard. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. a knock on anybody. We uh, we definitely, when we started streaming, had a, a, a minor step ahead because we had the uh, the podcast and we already had built up a listener base. So we mm -hmm. were going to get some percentage of that, those that come and watch us. And, and so, you know, we're happy if you've stopped by because... Um, you know, that's great. We love we appreciate it. The support. Yeah. And then but you know, just by listening to our podcast, like that's we love that too. We yeah. there's no we don't have favorites. The ones no. that show up on Facebook are not our <laughs> any, favorite people. Any, <laughs> any anyone anyone who supports our show is 
somebody we appreciate and and love having as part of the community no matter how you do it whether you just listen every week or you stop in at twitch or whatever it doesn't matter but anyway that's off the point so anyway ashland university is offering scholarships for a Fortnite esports team i'm really interested to see how this plays out i want to see if this grows and other universities follow suit here to get in early and i want to see which big time universities do it first yeah, I'm just waiting for somebody to approach me to ask me to play NHL. <laughs> I don't think team that's going to happen professionally. I'm, but hey, my doors. I got a note on my doors. Like, feel yeah. free to knock and offer scholarship. Yeah, that's <laughs> a right. tool for me to go back to school. <laughs> so, so up next, Microsoft and Discord are teaming up, and pretty soon, uh, it's coming soon. You're going to be able to link your Microsoft Xbox Live account to your Discord account, so people on Discord can see what games you're playing, and it's going to make it easier for people to connect via the discord app which is pretty popular amongst gamers what do you guys think yes. about that i mean more options is is cool uh i like my discord on my on my phone i don't really use it on my computer i know a lot of play sorry pc players use it to chat with each other like yes. voice chat um but you know we have xbox party chat but i'll definitely set it up on my xbox i just Again, it, typing on a con with the controller sucks, so I'd rather just use my phone. <laughs> but, you know, you can see what I'm playing, so I guess that's cool. Graham? No, I think, like I said, more options is great. Um, it seems like Discord, it's been big with the PC uh, community for a long time, and now it's just, like, crossing over barriers into, like, Xbox. I'm sure PlayStation may follow, and then three years down the road, Nintendo might say, well, this looks like something what people like. Uh, let's offer that. But yeah, like uh, I, maybe the first time I used Discord, it could be after, but uh, I was playing uh, PUBG with a friend on PC and they're like, oh, we talked through Discord and he like explained to me and done that. And first I didn't understand. I'm like servers and all this like mumble jumbo. Like, but uh, once you like know how to use it, it is pretty straightforward. And I do have the app on my phone now, and like we do communicate to a lot of people in our community, uh, community, <laughs> community through uh, Discord. So it's a great medium for that, and I quite enjoy it. And I'm sure some people that are listening to us, they're on Discord, and they're on our Discord. So we're glad you guys are there, and uh, we we definitely like uh, participating in the community and uh, answering questions and yep. uh, getting engaged. So yeah, no, it's great, and I would definitely put it on my Xbox, and I'll probably read stuff and have discussions in xbox and yeah. i can type on my ipad like over the xbox so it's not a big deal about not having to chat pad or whatever like that so there's ways around it and i i think it's great for us so yeah so graham Thumbs first of all <laughs> yes first of all graham um you can't use the words mumbo jumbo and not sound old <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> but... i can use other words and sound old <laughs> so I think it's awesome, and I think it's great for our community. It's it's another way to kind of connect with more people and help grow our community here because everybody out there that listens to us has friends, and if we start all linking Discord accounts to Xbox Live, it's a way to grow that and kind of get the word out. So I think that's great. Now, yes. self-serving stuff aside, I think it's cool whenever you find a way to put gamers in communication with each other, right? And, yes. you know, a lot of times that turns toxic and that's unfortunate, <laughs> but 
But uh, I think it's good in, in things like this because people that join Discord, you know, group channels, whatever, generally do so because they have something in common together. So it generally doesn't turn into the toxic, like, hate fest that you see when you get a message from somebody that you just played or something like that. Yeah, or like a chat room or something like that. Yeah, it's, or a yeah, message yeah. board or any comment section ever. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think I think this will be good. I don't think it'll have the the negative effect. And you're right, Graham. Like this is something that PC dominated for a long time. So to bring it into console and kind of break through and come into the console space with it, I think is huge. Yeah. And from our show standpoint, I think it's going to help us quite a bit. So yeah, that'll be good. And it is a it is a logical step because the barrier between PC gaming and console gaming, like that's definitely being really blurred now as of late with Play Anywhere and maybe mouse and keyboard support with the console and stuff like that. So it just seems like this is the next step. So Well, and especially yeah. on the Xbox side, right? With yes. Xbox Play Anywhere, all that stuff. I mean, Sony still has a good amount of separation. Most of, in fact, I think all of their PlayStation exclusives are not on PC, correct? Am I wrong there? Yeah. Yeah, it, I don't know is, any examples. I don't think God of War's on PC, is it? MLB certainly Definitely isn't, not. stuff like that. Definitely so. Not. There might be exceptions to that. Apologies if that's true. Yeah. But... And I know they do, do some cross-play between PC and PlayStation, but none of the exclusives. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, Sony fans like to rip Xbox for saying, oh, you say it's an exclusive, but it's not. I can buy it on PC. Yeah. Well, it's a Microsoft exclusive. Yes. So... And Microsoft, what, what a lot of people, I don't want to say they don't understand it, but... <laughs> Because that's not true. But Microsoft now views their gaming division as PC and Xbox together. It's not just about Xbox. Like Mm -hmm. Phil Spencer is the vice president or executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft, not of Xbox. So he oversees all of it. I didn't know that. Yeah, like they, they just in the last year made... Um, gaming part of their like executive um, board or whatever. So he now, because before he was just head of Xbox mm-hmm. and he wasn't seen as a like top level, super top level executive at Microsoft. And that has changed. They now see gaming as deserving a seat at that table. And he is at those meetings. He's at that table. So he is now, his title changed sometime in the last year to, I think, executive vice president of gaming. If I, and I apologize if I got that a little wrong, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. So basically you you just keep like saying about the barriers of PC and console is just, yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Well, yeah. And the thing is Microsoft doesn't see them as separate. Mm -hmm. They see them as all the same. It's like how a lot of retail companies now incorporate Omnichannel, which doesn't see, you know, shopping on the website is any different than shopping in the store. Mm -hmm. Same deal. And same thing here. You buy, I don't know, Gears of War on Xbox or you buy it on PC. Does it really matter to Microsoft where you bought it? Yeah. No, exactly. Not really. Because you bought it and you're playing it. Yeah. And it's nice, too, that they're not forcing people to buy it twice. Right. So, all, all good there. So, on the on the new, or on the uh, topic of Xbox, sorry about that, uh, Xbox Live has 59 million users. And... From the article, I don't think it's paid users. I think it's just users. So your gold and silver accounts combined. Mm -hmm. Still pretty impressive, though. That is impressive. And, 
It's an increase of 7 million users year over year. Now that is really impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I wanted to, especially because Nintendo announced this week that they're going to make some announcements regarding their online services next month, early next month. I want to talk about online services between the three big consoles right now. So Xbox versus Xbox Live versus PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Network. Um, and then what we hope to see from Nintendo. So Grant, what are you hoping to see from Nintendo's online service? You know, I'm I'm really nervous. Um, what I'd like to see is obviously the obvious answer is voice chat, like simple, not third party. Connect this to your phone and fire up the generator and run this through your window and all that craziness. Just simple. Let me plug something in. Let me tap on the screen. Voice chat. Boom. Simple. Done like that. And. For them to not make it that simple, it's going to be a misstep, and it's probably going to hurt them. Now, I heard that the pricing is going to be less than Xbox and PlayStation, so that kind of gives me some warning signals as well, because they're like, well, we don't have to offer such a premium experience because we're not charging like a premium price. Now, this might... I got a feeling that this is going to be kind of like beta and it's going to be like a feeler and see how it works out. And there is really no excuse for them missing this right from day one. Um, so especially if they want this to, to be marketed as like a main console, like a competitor, even though it's not really a competitor, but in their mind, if they're thinking, well, we should try to somewhat compete with these bigger consoles maybe not the One X or the PS4 Pro, but maybe like the older consoles from uh, those companies. But yeah, like I want to see something simple. Um, I'm guessing they're going to do some kind of gaming thing. If they do virtual console, which that is a big expectation, I would like to see virtual console announced. Now, I don't know if we're going to get it early next month. This could be something that's big enough that they would say, let's save this announcement for E3. But who knows? Like they do their little pre-recorded presentation, and they don't put all their eggs in that basket, right? And they try to like let give you like a preview what's to come. So if they do virtual console, well then that opens up the whole thing for free games or discounted games or, or I don't know if they do a subscription service. They might see in other consoles and uh, companies are going that way with like PlayStation and Xbox. So I'm just really, I'm excited to see what they announce. And I don't want to say I want this and all that stuff. And uh, I'll see what you guys have to say. And then maybe well, I'll have a little more say on Graham, it. Graham, uh, one question for you. Can can Virtual Console really be their E3 announcement? And I'm not no, saying no, it'd be no, their no. only one. But that's expected. It's a big it, one, though. It's big, like, but it's expected. Want. Well, yeah, it's what they want. It's not what they want. It's what they expect. Yeah. And I think you've got to get that out of the way before E3. I think we'll hear about it at this announcement early next month. You think we'll get Virtual Console then? That'd be awesome. I think we're going to hear about it. So then they'll save E3 for like the games and stuff like that? Yeah, like, I think they'll so do what they did last year E3. Right? Mm-hmm. No, that'd, that'd be awesome. They had a really good E3 and then, last year. So, and then that will open the door too for E3 announcements. Yeah, absolutely. So Steve, what are your thoughts on this? What are you looking What are you hoping for from Nintendo Online? I mean, I might be a minor er, in the minority here. I don't give two shits about like voice chat 
uh, with Nintendo Online. In fact, I like the free multiplayer they have right now, and I'd rather them not make a paid service just to keep that. Yeah, okay. I, I rarely use Nintendo like online because I don't play many games that are online. There's Smash Brothers, which I'm assuming we'll get eventually, which I'll probably maybe play online. And there's Mario Kart. There's yeah. nothing and Splatoon, but I don't have that. That's what I was gonna and, say. Splatoon, okay, like <laughs> if you're a Splatoon player though, you need because if you're playing any kind of first person shooter like team based, you need voice chat. And like mm-hmm. Nintendo can't be like, oh, they can fire up Xbox Live for the voice chat, or they can use Discord. Maybe they'll maybe they'll use Discord for this reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But if I you're gonna offer it. if you're gonna offer a game where it's like team tactical, you need voice chat. So you can't say, oh, I don't care. That's your opinion. But overall, as a system, as like a community, like a gaming online, you need this. I You're did not say, yeah, as a minority opinion here. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just don't like. I have my Xbox, and most people have their PlayStation. Like they're used to it. Um. And they're so easy. Like, Nintendo is always so difficult with getting voice chat set up. And I say always, I mean, it hasn't been a, a new thing. Like, that's been a new thing, so I, I don't even want to say always. Like, the, the newest thing we had was that, that stupid phone voice chat thing they wanted. I just, I, I'm more excited for virtual console than anything else. I don't really care about voice chat. I never think of Nintendo as a game where I need it, or as a system where I, I need it or even want it. Um, again, I, I'm probably in the minority here. I just, when I think of my Switch, I think of as like a secondary console. When I think of my Xbox and my PlayStation, those are my primaries. So, you know, I, I have my Xbox. Tyler, I'm, I'm pretty sure, in fact, I know for a fact, we've played MLB talking on an Xbox party. Yes, we have. We have. MLB on the PlayStation 4. We have, but we're... We're definitely in the minority in the fact that we own multiple consoles, and all three of us own all three. That's true, but... So, we can't make that an expectation, and I'm going to disagree with you on the voice chat, though. Okay, that's because fine. Because I'm with Graham on this one. It, in 2018, it's a standard. It is a minimum expectation. That they you obviously have... didn't need it, though. <laughs> well, they don't need it yet. But I think they're at the point where they're... They're starting to catch some some heat for this, and they did last year too. The fact that I need my cell phone and I got to rig all this stuff just to enter voice chat with somebody over Nintendo is ridiculous. And we, so Steve, I get it. Like personally, for me, I don't really care if it has it or not. Yeah, but, we have ways around it. But we don't use Nintendo Online as a way of communicating with each other. We use the king of online services, which is Xbox mm-hmm. Live. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say Xbox Live is vastly superior to the other two, and really the other one. So I I think Nintendo has to absolutely has to integrate seamless voice chat in and get rid of the damn friend codes. What is that? I should be able to search somebody by their name, select them, and add them as a friend. Bottom line, period. Easy as that. 
Well, I, I agree with that. Friendco's dumb. Um, a lot of Nintendo's online, like, ideas are dumb. And I don't want to hear all this stuff about, well, we focus on making great games instead. You know, that that's total bullshit because Sony does both. You know, Sony yeah. has vastly improved their online service. It's still not as good as Xbox Live, in my opinion. But they make the best, you know, they maybe not the best games out there exclusive-wise. I don't want to send Graham into a frenzy here. But ah. they make damn good <laughs> exclusive titles for their consoles. And a lot of them. And a lot of them, yes. And in different genres. So there's something for everybody. Yeah, but like they, I said, if you're both. putting games like Splatoon 2, you you got to offer that service. Yes, you do. You absolutely to be, do. To be competitive at all. Yeah, so totally agree. Like I, I said before, though, apparently they don't because they've been competitive. The Switch has sold really well. And again, it could it be has. because of two masterpieces that were put out last mm-hmm. year or last year um and yeah. i'm curious to see what's going to be put out in the in the coming future there's some good games i'm excited for like project octopath traveler and then some remasters of like donkey kong and then that tennis uh super mario tennis or mario yeah. tennis aces Mar- like mario that aces. looks fun yeah but there's nothing like breath of the wild level that i've seen and so that's that's what i want i don't again i would much rather nintendo focus on some amazing like games rather than the multi, the you know the online aspect. I understand why people would want it and you know I'm not faulting them for it. But yeah. me personally I'd rather see more, you know, if they keep putting out like a, if they could put out a Breath of the Wild type game, then that'd be Zelda. But every year like I'll be happy cuz I rarely play my Switch as it is. And I, I feel like the I feel like there's a lot of people that Nintendo's like a secondary console for. I don't yes. want to, you know. Yes. No, no, for sure. So for sure. That's that's what I mean. Like, I'm curious what... I want to see numbers of use, like, once it, once it comes out. I want to know how many people are using the online thing. Because I have a feeling it's not going to be a lot. Yeah. Personally, I don't see me using it. Like, I don't know if you guys got it, and then maybe I'd try it, or if we're playing the same game. But... Like, we were talking about Splatoon 2, and we keep going back to this. And this was actually when they released that kind of headset chat setup, whatever the, whatever the hell it is. So, like, if they release another game like that, are they going to release a headset specifically for that game as well? Like, it seems kind of ridiculous. Like, you just yeah. need to come out with a standard one for that system. Yes, yeah, you and do. And what, about, well, what about for us that have bought, the, like, the Pro Controller? Um, I don't think that thing has a headphone jack. So, are we? Do we have to buy another seventy dollars controller? Well, um, good question. Did well, they uh, yeah. did they program <laughs> the switch to have like Bluetooth, so I could buy a Bluetooth headset that connects directly to the system as opposed to the controller? Like, I I don't know. That's what. Well, you know, Nintendo is like the king for like a third party, or I don't not third party, but like attachments and like. Like, if even the GameCube, for example, that had so many, like, optional ports that you could put stuff and connect to. Yeah. So they could come up with something that maybe ties into your dock that enables yeah, Bluetooth. That's or what's something like that, right? That's is there space? Be. Is there space in the dock to enable that, though? Like, I, It does have I, a USB 3 port, so it, it does. That's not being used by the charging cable, if you leave that plugged in? Because I'm telling you, 
Like, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to shit like this. <laughs> like, if I have to unplug and replug in the charging cable every time, th- I'm not doing it. In fact, I refuse to buy it if that's the case. Like, I should not have to unplug my charging cable to plug in the, the little thing to allow Bluetooth. And also, what if my controller dies? Like, so I can't or so I can't charge it and play at the same time? Like, these are issues. Like, and like, we'll yeah. see how Nintendo works with it. Yeah, like there's we'll, problems we'll, here. Basically, we'll have to see. Like, I'm sure they'll have an idea and stuff like that. But, well, like right now, it has that jack on top, and I'm guessing that's a headphone slash mic jack. So something might come out of there, an input and something like that. And there is wireless connectivity between the your pro controller and that, so it could work. Like it could communicate wirelessly to a headset or something. I don't know. Like this is all speculation. We have no idea, but I'm sure. There's going to be something, and it's well, hopefully it's not ridiculous. Well, it, it's going to be ridiculous inherently because of all <laughs> the issues Steve just brought up. Yeah. And here's my thing. It's been 10 years, 10 years, since the new Xbox experience rolled out on the Xbox 360. That revolutionized all this stuff. Because that's when they went away from the blades on the the UI with, the, with Xbox Live, and they went to what was called at that time the new Xbox experience, which kind of introduced us to what was the groundwork for what we're used to today. That's a decade ago. And Nintendo still has freaking like friend codes. Are you kidding? That's unacceptable. And Graham, I know you're the apologist. It's unacceptable. And they make awesome games. I'm not bashing on what they put out in terms of games. It's mm-hmm. unacceptable that that's what you have to do 10 years after the new Xbox experience to add somebody as a friend. And then, God, if you want to talk to them, good luck. <laughs> You're going to be so tangled in wires and shit that, it, yeah, not happening. Yeah, it's really cheaper just to get their phone number and yes. call them for, for three or, hours. Or, <laughs> by the way, or something like, you know, Discord. Yeah, or Skype. But... Yeah. Well, tune in. And you guys will get the answer. And everybody will get the answer. And we'll all be, ah, that, well, I don't know. (laughs) Don't screw this up. That's what I'm saying. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. I don't care. I'm just curious how they're going to go about tackling this issue. Graham, they already screwed it up. It's it's about what they can do to make it right at this point. And, you know, bring their console, at least in some way, to the current generation. Yeah, like if you're enabling people to play Wolfenstein and Doom and all these great third-party titles, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta be able to back up with a good communication system. Totally. I you know, again, I've said it before. I would much rather them see them do something like the Xbox Games Pass with the virtual console, where like I pay like twenty dollars a month and I can play like a lot of games on the virtual console. Cause there's a lot of stuff yeah. I still want to play. I would love to play Ocarina of time or twilight princess or I'm Majora's switched. mask or, oh. or literally any other Zelda game besides breath of the wild on the switch or Luigi's mansion, the original, though I think that game might be coming remastered if I remember. Yeah, it is. It is. And so I'm I, excited for it, but I think we're going to get some big, well, I'm hoping maybe I'm just really hopeful, but they know how profitable a, a franchise Zelda, Legend of Zelda is. So I, I'm pretty sure 
one of these games, maybe even Skyward Sword, because that hasn't been re-released or remastered. Maybe like a bundle or a collection or something like that. Because they have a lot of like little collector's editions, like they released for GameCube, where you can play like the original Nintendo games. And they've done like things with the Nintendo 64 games, like collections. So I- I'm predicting we're going to get a Legend of Zelda collection. Maybe I'm just hopeful. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, totally possible. Yeah. I hope so, Graham. I really do. Yes. So we'd be remiss if we didn't say, alongside Xbox's 59 million Xbox Live users, we'd be remiss to, if we didn't mention that Sony has sold 76 million PlayStation 4s. And I have two of them. <laughs> yeah, I, so do I. Um, I purchased so three of them, wow. but I only own one of them. Yeah. Because I've, I've sold one and the other one broke. But okay. I've sold three, three, so. Okay. Yay me. I call it, like, Red Ring of Death, but it's not because it's impossible to find the power button on the oh, PlayStation 4 my. Pro. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. <laughs> like, I it's an awesome, it's a great who, console. Who came up with that engineering design? Graham, you know who it was? The same person problem. who came up with the options button. Oh, oh <laughs> don't even get me started on that. I hate put it closer to a higher contour yeah. round thing. Like, <laughs> so many issues. With you need like a. <laughs> I know. I couldn't imagine like my fingers like isn't that big, but some people have like huge hands. Like I couldn't imagine like trying to hit that stupid button. <laughs> and, That's and it's such an oversight. It's a testament to the games they make, though, because yeah. despite you know. Graham having to deal with his options button, which guess what? Offline, off the show, we hear about all the time from it's Graham. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but you deal with it because you like God of War. Well, I know. I th- these are sacrifices I make to enjoy a game, and I shouldn't have to sacrifice. It's same with Nintendo with their voice chat. I shouldn't have to sacrifice well, it's a little different. crappy voice chat. To, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's just time to tie it in. I mean, it's just a button, right? But it's, it's but still the location of a button. It is, and part and of it though is because we're used to the layout on the Xbox yeah. controller. You know, I That's should just buy one of those third-party controllers that is for works for the PlayStation Four Pro, but it's the style of the Xbox because it's a yeah. superior controller, and I will fight anyone physically or verbally that says that it's a better controller. Because you're wrong. Yeah. So, speaking of controllers, real quick, I, I don't want to get too far off topic. Are either of you guys going to buy the Duke for the Xbox One? The original. No. I, I mean, might. it's awesome. It's. I'll think about it for sure, but it, it's like, uh, I'd rather pay $60 for a game rather See, than a controller. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you there. I'm so tempted, though. I really am. I, I, know, I know what you mean. I think but, for you guys who own this system, like the nostalgia, I think that would be awesome. But I yeah. never owned the system. And okay. part of me would like to get it just for like display and like collection. But I never owned the original, right? So maybe I will. But I see if I own the original Xbox and stuff like that. I think that would be really cool because like that's for a lot of people, that's one the big game system that got people into like uh, turned them into a gamer, basically. Yeah. So but I can Graham, see it selling well. Graham, it has the video on the button that shows the uh, yeah. the light up of the logo. Like that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I think you, you guys know? should get one. 
I, I'm probably going to. Like I sit here and say I'm thinking about it, but that really means yeah. I'm probably going to. Yeah. So hey, you're like me, you're online right now searching. I'm it not online right it. now, but probably after the after the show, I, I will be. So I, I know it's uh, it's either out now or it's coming out really soon. But I, I think it's super cool that they worked out a way to bring this back. Because this was this, this was one of the things, by the way, that made um, like executives in Japan not support the original Xbox it was because they looked at the size of the controller and were like, you got to be kidding. Because people in Japan are generally a little smaller stature and their hands are not as big. And you put this like giant thing in their hands and executives were like, really? That you're going to expect people to play with this? And even in the U.S., people were saying the same thing. So they had to like basically re- use it as a weapon. Yeah, they had to redesign the whole damn thing and come up with a new controller. But now, you know, what, 18 years or no, what, 16 years removed? Now we're saying, mm-hmm. oh, we'd love to have it on the Xbox One. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, yeah I know. I you know? know? Yeah. Okay, but sticking there, with the controller topic, yeah. I just interrupt right now. What do you guys think of the Nintendo 64 controller? Like, it was a controller that you can hold, like, two different oh, ways. Oh, man. I'm glad I didn't... I mean, it's not bad. It's just not the best. Like, it's like so the C stupid. buttons on top? Like, I think they incorporated good stuff for, for some games. Like, even, like, a GoldenEye, you would, like... They were, like, strafe buttons, so you, like, sidestep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it was innovative. They were the first ones to do something like that, so... I think we're in a good age of controllers right now, though. The oh, yeah. controller yes. for Nintendo yeah. looks exactly like oh. the Xbox controller minus button difference, and then PlayStation is just a smaller version. Though I do Crap. prefer offset that. thumbsticks. I do, too. But I will uh, say this. Yes. The, the PlayStation controller is super responsive. Yes. There's never but, an issue with it. But holy shit, the battery dies after, like, three minutes. Well, oh, yeah. And why does that stupid light have to be on all the time? Also that. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's part of why the battery dies in three minutes. I know. Because <laughs> there's a light on. I was but, like, I got my new controller. I mean, the new the new PlayStation. And I'm like, hey, new controller. Like, maybe this battery won't die as fast. Because I thought maybe my controller was just, like, old. And you can't replace the batteries because, you know, God forbid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you know, like, I, I didn't feel like I played that much uh, on the battery. And then it was like, you know, one, one bar of battery life left. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I know. So... So, and the goddamn cords aren't two feet long. How am I supposed to play when the I, I can't even <laughs> that, uh, The design of the PlayStation got if if they did not make the great games they make, like there would be I have issues. Give me a like <laughs> six foot long charging cable. Xbox does that with their their little oh, like battery long, pack. Yeah. It's yeah. so long, like I can play comfortably on my couch with it being charged. Don't even notice. But on PlayStation, I have to like scoop my little chair up i have to like lean forward and i'm like okay if i reach my arms fully extended i can play a video game while <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> it's so comfortable <laughs> yeah it's so, so dumb. <laughs> but anyway the the dude controller is either out now or it's out really soon if you're interested in getting that and uh, uh seamus blackley the guy behind uh the original xbox you know was on podcast unlocked a couple years ago and talked about you know how that controller had such an impact on the system including with japan and, it, and that and remember like even now the xbox does not perform well in japan 
It didn't start out well, and it has not gotten better. So he, he actually went into that in depth and how the controller actually played a large role in that when they were meeting with people in Japan and they put the controller in their lap and they were like, really? But anyway, what's, uh, you know how it is. Things that we look back on or at the time we were like, this is ridiculous. But, you know, as time passes, we're like, we want it just for nostalgia. So it's there if you want it. Go grab it. Graham, one That's more thing. controller talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing on Nintendo, Graham, before uh, we move on is e3 they've announced when they're going to do their their treehouse or whatever they call it It, it's a it's not a live conference it's pre-recorded yeah and that's going to air on uh, tuesday june 12th starting at 9 9 p.m gram or a.m pacific time oh that's that should be a.m yeah a.m pacific time so uh, if you want to catch it uh tune in tuesday morning 9 a.m. Pacific, it'll be at noon Eastern, and you'll catch all the Nintendo announcements. So they're usually the last one to go, uh, same thing this year, and Microsoft will be the first of the big hitters to go the, of the three big console makers. They'll go Sunday, uh, Sony goes Monday evening, and then Nintendo will close it out Tuesday yeah. morning with the conferences. So those are all set now, ready to go, and I think we've got times and dates for pretty much everything at this point for yeah, E3. I think so. So it's just, what, six weeks away? So we're looking forward to that. Six or seven. Not long till we hit E3 no. 2018. So we're really looking forward to that here on the show. We were going to have comprehensive coverage. We will have shows detailing every single conference from EA all the way through Nintendo. And we'll also be on Twitch doing pre-shows and post-shows for each of those conferences as well. So please uh, head on over to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. Follow us there so you're sure you don't miss anything during E3 week, and especially that weekend heading in, where most of the stuff happens. We'll have EA, Microsoft, and Bethesda over the weekend, and on Monday we'll have Ubisoft and Sony, and then we'll do a show Tuesday evening kind of detailing what Nintendo talked about. So we'll have a lot of stuff for you. Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitch so you catch all of it. And also, if you subscribe on YouTube, you'll get all the post-show stuff where we detail all the conferences and talk about what was revealed. So head on over to YouTube, the Gaming Hub Podcast there. Hit subscribe so those videos drop right in for you. All right. I'm going to turn over to you guys now to have sort of a debate. Debate time. Yeah. We got to do that ring a bell like in, in boxing. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm just going to start this way, okay? All right. Go ahead. So let's say let's say I've never played either one, and that's almost true. <laughs> but <laughs> so <laughs> next weekend, I plan on taking it to God of War quite a bit, if I don't this weekend. So sure. I, I will, because I actually have some time off, and I can, you know, do that. But anyway, uh, let's say I came to you and I said, I have 60 bucks and I'm really torn between the game of the year winner last year, Breath of the Wild. And we have like an emergency going on outside. There's excitement yeah, everywhere. So I apologize for that. And I'm going to anyway, next to a hospital. I know. <laughs> pursuit over there. I guess. You guys so apologize, everybody. Can't control I'll it. I'll give you live updates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, game of the Year winner last year, Breath of the Wild, versus the current front runner, God of War, and I want to buy one of them. I have sixty bucks to spend. 
Which one should I get? Why is it better than the other? Graham, start us off. You want me to go first? Okay. Um, I am a little biased, I guess you guys could say, towards Nintendo slash Legend Zelda. But I don't think... This is what a biased person would say. (laughs) I don't think it has anything to do with my reasoning. But I would say between the two... They're both amazing games. I've, I have finished Breath of the Wild. I've went one and three quarters way through it, and now I'm working my way through it again, doing a Let's Play on YouTube. Check it out. Just, you know, figured I'd throw that in there. Um, and actually, Steven's been playing a God of War Let's Play on YouTube, so go check that out as well. But if I had to choose and suggest to a friend, it all depends on what the friend is into and stuff like that, but I would say the better game is Breath of the Wild, and it has better replay value. And so i kind of tell you my story. I'm working through God of War. I've put in countless hours and stuff like that. Um, so somebody just seems like it's the same thing over and over again. Like, a lot of it, I'm in, like, dark, cavernous caves, and I'm just fighting bad guys over and over, and there's not that big variety of different types of enemies like even like the big like bosses are like the same type but they're just like one maybe like fire or ice just like different variations uh uglier or whatever and like for it to be an open world or slash semi-open world um nothing beats breath of the wild just like going up in the mountains and paragliding like seeing out in the distance and like i'm gonna go there um, the climbing in God of War is kind of frustrating. Um, there's things where you think you should be able to like, jump over. Like, realistically, you could jump over it, no trouble at all. And you can't jump over it. you got to go to this certain path. Even if a block is, like, four feet high, something like that. It's so, like, comparisons, like, I can keep on going. I'll let Steven talk a little bit, and then I'll go back to it. But I think it is a better game. It has better replayability. Um... Like, I know God of War is in 4K and HDR and stunning like that, but I've honestly have been taken back by the beauty of Breath of the Wild more because I think there's just more variety. So, Steven? Wow, you know, you're going to counter my points without even letting me get my points in first. Um, Yeah, well, first off, you know, God of War 4K, if you have a PS4 Pro, Breath of the Wild 720p already. Whew, that's like... 700 more no. p for god i think of it War. is 10 no no it's on not. docked i'm pretty sure the highest they go is 720 but i could be wrong it's it's it doesn't happen very often I'll maybe check. maybe once or twice that i've been wrong but you know it could it, i could be wrong here but no <laughs> besides graphics like who cares about graphics because gameplay I, I still think is key Mm-hmm. Uh, God of, like, if you enjoy, you know, your weapons breaking after five swings, sure, play Legend no. of Zelda. But uh, see, excuse me, I, you... did I interrupt okay. you? While all right, you all right, all right, all right, all right, mm-hmm. go, go. Mm-hmm. I just gotta, I just, I just gotta remember these points. <laughs> so, so, you know, Zelda, you know, five seconds in, or five swings, your weapons broke. All right, that sucks. God of War, that doesn't happen. But overall, like, the combat's better in God of War. Um, as it really should well, yes, be. God of War is yes, in action. Yes. Can wow. I can I can I talk? Like I really didn't say anything while you were talking. I go. 
Um, God of War the combat's better, hands down. I don't think there's Graham's gonna have much argument there. Legend of Zelda does not have great argument or t- great combat. Um, as the puzzles, okay, I'll give I'll give Zelda Breath of the Wild like <laughs> barely, barely the better the better puzzles because the shrines were really fun. I yeah. enjoy going and searching out the shrines. But I think that's part of the problem I have with the game is that's all I wanted to do was go from shrine to shrine to shrine to shrine because the combat sucks so bad. Whereas God of War, it's like, oh, sweet. I get to do this puzzle and then boom, combat, combat, combat. Hell yeah, hell yeah. This is amazing. Oh yeah, more puzzles. That is amazing. And like an hour into God of War, there was a holy shit moment. And it was like 35 minutes long of like oh my god this is like amazing holy shit amazing yeah and i never had that with like uh breath of the wild sure there were things were like hey this is neat this is cool yeah but it was never like oh my god this is like the greatest thing i've ever seen whereas god of war has had multiple moments like that since starting it and again it might have more to do with cutscenes than anything but i you know i'm loath to call them cutscenes at all because they don't cut into it it's smooth transitions between playing the game and scenes yep. and i and i think a lot of games are going that route where the gameplay goes right into scenes and they don't cut out because you know that kind of ruins the immersion because then you know you're playing a game because it goes from like movie to gameplay um and i think that's one high ben and I mean, Zelda did have cutscenes where it cut out while you were talking or in the when certain story moments. I have mm-hmm. not finished God of War. Granted, I never finished Breath of the Wild. I got all the way to everything. I can go fight Ganon right now. I just never did. Um, but I will beat God of War, like, hands down. And not just because I'm doing a YouTube playlist. This game's amazing. And it did suck this week that I was not able to play more of it because it's like one of the best games I've ever played and breath of the wild was a, a amazing game, but it was not like top five best games of all time. Okay. So let me step in. Cause I already feel like the moderator, like a presidential debate. <laughs> so, um, well, let, you let's let Tyler put... talk over me. So you weren't yeah. doing your job. very Well, well no, his name I mean, is Graham. Graham. You like yeah. Graham. You like yeah, Graham. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's, let's break it down. <laughs> So, story. And without getting too specific, because God of War is still really new. So, Mm -hmm. be vague when you talk about story themes, but Graham, we'll start, we'll go back to you here. Which story's better, and why? I would say God of War's story is better, just because it's more personal, more more in-depth, more, I guess, emotional and stuff like that. So I, I would say that it's better. And about the cutscenes, the transition of the cutscenes, yes, is amazing. I would definitely give them props for that. Okay, Steve, how about you? Uh, yeah, God of War. Uh, it's not even a question. You know, Breath of the Wild. Well, it's not a good one. Because, I mean, Breath of the Wild has great... and It has good gameplay like and really fun puzzles. It just... Like, the story is like, oh, yeah, you're the hero. Go save the world. And then Link's like, nah, fuck that, fam. I'm going to go check out 70 million shrines in the opposite direction. 
And sure, that may appeal to some, the open <laughs> world as opposed to like the semi-open, but you have, like you kind of led in a certain direction of God, like the God of War series. So story-wise, and I think this is just a problem with open world games in general, is that open world games tend to have a weaker story because they're not forcing you to do it. And God yes. of War definitely forces you at least more so than Zelda. So, yes, God of War. Okay, fair enough. So the next one, the world inside the game. Graham, which which one's better and why? Oh, I would say Legend Zelda because, like... Um... Like I said, the fact that you can go anywhere and explore any avenue or venue and go anywhere. Because, like, even some people say they don't like games where even even Steven actually said this. I wish I had this recorded where you get to certain places, but you can't access this part until you get this ability. So then later when you get that ability, you can go there and access it. Kind of like Metroid kind of does, too, which I, I don't mind, but some people don't like that. So Legend Zelda breaks down that barrier. Like, sure, you might not be able to climb as high because of your stamina wheel might not be high enough, but there's ways around that. That's why I like it. It lets you be innovative and figure out different ways and solve that. And, like, going up in the mountains and climbing it and, like, seeing lightning strike, which I've played a ton of God of War. I've not seen any, like, environmental effects. I've heard some thunder in the background. That's about it. Um and food there's no eating in god of war or sometimes i'm like somebody would have ate some food right about now but there's no no food and like zelda you don't need to eat food but basically you you eat food to like conquer things or for health or something like that so yeah as far as the world and stuff like that and like the hunting and stuff like that like uh god of war doesn't really have the kind of hunting of the story like kind of just goes with it Okay. But like the Zelda is just more freedom, and I think the world is okay. better. So let me follow up question, Graham. Why yeah. does eating food make the game better? Because it's just something cool to it, and like like when I was playing the other day, like I'm like slow, like sneaky, and like hunting, and so I'm like, like, oh, like, I got it... this, so I, I I got like excited to cook up some food, and then when I realized like the effects like the food gave me, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna eat this. <laughs> so is it if, like if Chipotle, may... or is it like other stuff? <laughs> No, it was like a spicy seafood and uh, and uh, gourmet meat with uh, some uh, cooked vegetables. Okay. All right, if, Steve, if, go ahead. If I may here. Uh, I, I do agree with Graham. I think – I well, it's hard to compare the two, but I, I think overall – <laughs> I think overall Breath of the Wild has a better world because, yes, you can climb anything, which means theoretically you can go anywhere if you have enough stamina – and assuming it's not raining, that was a really annoying part. And also, I felt like there were a lot of thunderstorms. Also stupid. But God of War has <laughs> has, a, has a really cool world in its own right. But but Zelda does probably beat it. Just the fact that you can literally go anywhere. Yeah. Like you, think... you see a mountain, and you can actually go there, which is awesome. Whereas like games like uh, God of War and like Skyrim and stuff, you know, you see a, a mountain and you you don't know. And in the case of God of War, you really mm. can't because it, it does. I'm not. I don't want to call it a hallway, but it it, it is kind of a hallway with Linear. rooms you can open. Yeah. yeah so you so... can 
open the rooms and check out what's in, but mm-hmm. you really have to go down the hallway. So, mm-hmm. Steve, do you think the fact that God of War is more linear, does that take away from the game? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. And it really no, does. No. For both types of games, This they, they have perfect worlds for what they are. Zelda is a open world exploration, and they do it better than anyone else because you can go anywhere. And that's amazing. And God of War, in its hallway sense, and I again, I'm loath to use that word because I think that has a negative connotation. God of War has it, it needs that, but it's not. It doesn't detract from anything in the game because it's so beautiful. Like I want to go to the next area because everything is beautiful. And like, like I love putting the the game up on YouTube for you guys. But I really kind of wish, and I I'm going to. I'm gonna play this game again in 4K just to see the beauty that this game offers because there was a scene in 1080p that I was like, holy shit, this looks great. And it might be some upscaling or whatever because I'm, I'm around a 4K, 4K TV, but like the reds and like the oranges and stuff, and I'm colorblind, but those colors were like, <laughs> holy fucking shit, this, this is amazing looking. So yeah. I, I don't say they detract from it, but I, I, I'm with Graham here on the food question. Like, okay. I don't think it's the eating thing. It's the cooking thing that was the most fun about Breath of the Wild because it's yeah. like, what can I do? It 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 it, it, uh, it allowed me to be creative. It was like, what combination can make some cool meals? Yeah. Like, I can eat some acorns mixed with some fish, mixed with some spicy peppers, and make like a spicy like seasoned fish dish. Yeah. And like, it kind of made sense intuitively, but there was like a lot of combinations. There were some things that I thought might work and didn't. And you can't just kind of dubious. Yeah, you can't just add four, like five ingredients and like it's gonna come out great because you might get rock hard food or dubious smelling food or whatever it was called. Yeah. I haven't played Breath of the Wild in almost a year, but I do plan on going back to that game. And a lot of it is the cooking's cool, but the shrine puzzles are so much fun. Okay, but I, I, and I, I, I just want to throw in this point too. Okay, so Zelda, you have an axe or like different weapons. You can chop down most every tree, except for, like, the massive ones. Cradle's main weapon is an axe that everybody knows. You can't cut down trees. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. The very beginning of the yes, game, you yes, cut down yes. a tree, Graham. But okay. you don't shoot. Yeah, but all right, I'm, all right. you don't have the so, freedom. You're not like, I'm going to go cut down that tree because you can't. But let's be let's be let's be smart here. <laughs> Would it add anything to God of War? No, no I know. Any tree I'm, you find. I'm just throwing no. it. The fact so, that he has an axe, but you know. Okay, jump. so I feel I feel the need to step in as moderator. Yeah. Um. So, Graham, do you think part of this has to do with the fact that you, as a player, just as a gamer, enjoy games where you can more take your time, kind of mess around, explore the world, all that stuff. Whereas Steve, you're more of a, I want to get from A to B. And it's still funny. experience it, but you're not you're probably not gonna stop and smell the roses, so to speak, along the way. Well, I'm gonna go first here because okay, go ahead. Go Graham's ahead. been going first. Okay. Uh this is the one game where I have stopped and smelled the roses. I have meticulously gone through and found like every secret I think I could potentially find. And it did suck because there was a like I was on the I was making the YouTube video and there was one area where I was like 
hey, I want to like, I would have spent another hour and a half trying to get into this one location. And I don't know if you could at that point in time in the game, mm-hmm. which that part does annoy me. I, I do like Zelda's ability to like, you can try anything at any time and you don't need to unlock a certain ability because that's just annoying. I like doing it as I come to it and not coming back. And God of War has a few things that you have to come back at a certain a point later. Too. A lot and more. I, I know, I know, but... But I have been smelling the roses, and I, I say that is a um, like a boon for this game because yeah, I, I, Tyler, there's a lot of games where I just kind of kind of run run through and and don't yeah. really stop and smell the roses. Well, and like Graham, you'll you'll probably back me up on this. Like we, the three of us, would do strikes together in Destiny, and like me and Graham are still like in the first area, and Steve's like at the final boss. Yeah. You know, and not really that bad, but not no, not quite. <laughs> but still, he's like way the hell up there, and he's like, "Where the hell are you guys?" Yeah, and we're like, "Where did you go?" Yeah. You know, <laughs> like come on, it's been, well, well, we would we'd be on like a time limit on the on the nightfall. And I'm well, like, the nightfall, on, yeah, the nightfall's up, different, right? Oh, let's just fucking pick these well, flowers. Well, <laughs> I see yeah. enemies, and I'm like, I gotta kill these, but no, you guys you just don't. run past everything, right? You well, Steve, Steve, we know That's where what I about Destiny because as long as you stand there, enemies will keep coming. Yes. And I'm so, like kind of like a completionist, if you would call it yes, that. Yes, you like, are. I got to kill everybody before I move on. Yep. And Steve, we know where Graham still was. Graham was still in the bathhouse. True. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish man, I, had to, I had to scrub all that crap off of me. Yeah, for like three hours. Yeah. Um, but anyway, guys, I wish. Want, so I wish I we want, had video of that. By the way, no, I know you don't. But and neither do we. So we'll move on. Graham's but, raid experience was not great. But go ahead, Graham, your yeah. thoughts on what Steve So, said. yeah, like, we're talking about approach to the game, and it's funny because I'm doing the exact opposite of Steven. And basically, I want to plow through. And, sorry, you were saying, too, where... Because there is actually a lot in God of War where you can actually go and explore and find other places and unlocks and stuff like that. But to me now, it's starting to get tedious. And I basically want to get through the game... Because the story is amazing. I'm so enthralled with the story. I just want to see how it's going to end. But I honestly, I want it to end. I want to get through it. Like, I've been powering through it. It's to the point now where things are getting difficult, and I'm almost forced to level up my character to beat certain things. But I don't really want to, and I'm hoping it's not going to force me. So I want to get through it. I want to be done so I can go and play Breath of the Wild again. I'm doing a Let's Play, and I'm so enjoying it. I'm learning so much more to this game that I didn't find. There's so many Korok seeds actually right at the beginning of the game that I did not find. I Granted, there's 900 of them, and I learned even there's a different puzzle to get Korok seeds that I didn't even know existed. So, yeah, like, right now I'm kind of grinding through it, and it is kind of getting where I got to do this and that and stuff like that. So... so Right, so yep, Graham, so- let me ask you this question. So yep. this is more about you as a player, okay? Because I know, like, from knowing you, the moment you start to feel the game's tedious, you start to lose more in- some interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have said that now about God of War. You said that about Sea of Thieves. You said that about other games that we've played. But yeah, like, every game, every game has a lot of repetition to it. Even Fallout, which I know you adore. And including Breath of the Wild. Even Breath of the Wild. 
So what makes those games different that doesn't make it feel tedious to you? Because you're doing a lot of the same things over and over. So yeah, what makes it have, not feel tedious? You can have different experiences, though. Like, really, like, there's a million ways to get from point A to point B. And, like, when I exp- – because, like I just said, there's 900 Korok Siege, which is a ton. Okay. So that means, like, you could walk in this area and you find – and like with these Korok seeds, there's probably, I don't know, eight or ten maybe different types of puzzles. And some of them are a little tricky and stuff like that. And actually, talking about puzzles, some of the God of War ones is really hard. And I kind of like get tired of looking for this one stupid vase with a, a letter on it. And then I'm like, and sometimes I venture too far because you don't know how far you got to go to find it. And then I'm like, well, I don't really want to go back to that. Okay. So, but like breath of wild and like i guess i can keep on going forever so kind of go with an ending but i would like just ask steven this question which game does he think has more replay replayability value to it oh that's a tough one because i haven't finished god of war yet um and the thing is yeah like you you're not really that far into the game i'm yeah, I, I don't know how far into the game because especially I if you're getting every little freaking thing. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. Uh, probably Breath of the Wild just due to the yeah. shrine fact. I knew you were because say there's that. 90 or how many shrines are there? Like 120 or something. And I think the and DLC like, actually has more too. Like I already forgot the shrines, and I am planning on going back and playing that game over the summer if I have time. Um, because I have the collector's edition guide coming in mostly for the artwork, but I also want to, this time I will actually use it to find the stuff I missed. I won't use it to solve the puzzles because I love solving puzzles. That is like my shit. Um, more than anything else. I love puzzle games. And that's why I did love breath of the wild so much. And it's why I wish I could turn combat off, get rid of all the enemies and literally just go shrine hopping because the shrines were fun. Um, at least not the, the ones that didn't involve combat. But it's it's probably Breath of the Wild just because it's an open world game. But yeah. God of War is amazing, and the story so far is awesome. Okay. And I could see myself... Like, I already want to do a new playthrough once I finish this one to do 4K on the hardest difficulty and see how that goes. Yeah, okay. I, I'd almost put money on it that you will not finish it a second time. That's probably... Not <laughs> false. <laughs> I'm trying to think how to word that. It's, you're so, probably right. You're I'm probably, just curious to see actually how so far you go through it the second time. So here's, um, so guys, real quick, because I want yeah. we have some awesome questions this week, and I want to make sure okay, we leave yeah. time for those. Okay. Yep, yep, so I, I want I want to throw one more question at you guys to close this up. Okay. So remember, you're trying to sell me on your game of choice here, right? Um, Lady, you're one of them. So, so hey, well, here's the thing. Now, tell me why I shouldn't play, why I shouldn't choose the other one. So, Steve, tell me, you're defending God of War here. Why shouldn't I choose Zelda? And don't make it like God of War stuff. Tell me why I shouldn't choose Breath of the Wild. Um, well, the combat's kind of eh. Mostly, though, for you personally, it's time. If I was tailoring this argument for you and not just, mm-hmm. like, a generic you, 
like you work so much that you're you, the potential of you getting through God of War is way higher than the potential of yeah. you going through Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild like sucks you in and you're only going to be able to play it probably Saturdays and Sundays you know days you're not working mm-hmm. and even those days you seem busy so like like you know while it is amazing it is a time suck and it's kind of repetitive at some points and it doesn't have any of the oh shit moments like there's nothing in that game that makes me say oh shit like this is awesome yeah um and and so like you know oh, you're, that's, you're that's mine. and the thing is for me like if i get sucked into a game if a game hooks me and some of the stuff you mentioned there like oh shit moments you know like we we've talked off air about the Batman games before, and the third one, uh, Arkham Knight or whatever. It's got, it's got its drawbacks, right? With you know Tank Simulator or whatever. But that story sucked me in, especially with that oh shit moment about an hour into the game. And yeah. and that from that moment on, I was pretty much hooked. And at that, once I'm hooked on a game, I'll make time to play it. Like, sure. I will make time. Mostly so, it's the oh, oh, oh shit moment. I, it's yeah. hard to talk shit about a game that I, I love and think right. is a masterpiece. And I do that about Breath of the Wild. But honestly, it'd be combat, repetitiveness. If you aren't looking for, like, a puzzle. If you're not in the mood for puzzles, that's another thing. If you're not in the mood for puzzles... Don't don't get Breath of the Wild because okay, wait 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 wait, wait no wait, time wait, out Graham you're gonna get your chance Graham stop Graham stop you're gonna get your chance God of War right. does not force you to do puzzles Graham. God of War has some puzzles and they're not that difficult at least not the ones I have come across <laughs> they're not that they're not difficult like the ones in Zelda you are required to do because if you want well at least if you want an easy time facing the final boss See? you right. can immediately face the final boss twenty minutes into the game. But then, have you experienced the fucking game? Like, if you can go face the final boss and beat it, as the speedrunners do in 40 minutes to an hour, is that playing the game? My answer is no. You have to do the puzzles. You have to do at least one of them. And really, you have (laughs) to do probably four of them. If you want a semi-easy time. (laughs) All right. And those are four four dungeons, which have a lot of fucking puzzles in them. Okay. That's All right, you're done. Time's up. Graham. Okay. Same question to you. Why shouldn't I choose God of War? Why shouldn't you choose God of War? Okay, uh, so I can't like reply on what he said. Why? Because nope, what you he cannot defend Zelda. You cannot defend <laughs> Zelda here. Okay. You got to tell me why I should not choose God of War. All your why? all your response has to be focused on God of War. Go. Okay, so I find the combat is really repetitive. Um, it's. Like, I'm really surprised, actually, how many... Di- uh, the lack of different ways of killing an enemy, like, executing. Like, uh, I can use Shadow War, for example. There's lots of different ways that you... That, see, that's actually a lot of whole shit factors. Like, a lot of things that I'm like, oh, yeah, like... Um, so, yeah, the combat... It's definitely better in Breath of the Wild, but it's it's not, like, the best that it could be. Um, uh, what else? That's that's tough. Um, I'm trying to think. The, the climbing is a little bit annoying. Like like how Steven said, you can't like quickly climb and stuff like that. Especially if you're like going back somewhere where you've already like completed and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, you gotta slowly climb up and stuff like that. Um, 
another reason. I I don't really. There's not a lot of reasons. I think you should experience so the, both. So the but. thing here, the point I'm trying to make, they're both tens, right? Yes. yes. They're both awesome. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you could well, bind them into one mega game. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I think gaming would just cease to exist at that point because <laughs> the world you couldn't, would blow up. Yeah, you couldn't like you can't do any better than that. So but, yeah. The point both is three. if you have the ability, buy them both. Yes. Correct. Right? Because you guys struggled to make arguments against the other one. Yes. You were yes, reaching and, a little and, bit. And play them both if yeah if you, you have the opportunity. Right. Uh, assuming you like those types of games. If you don't like open world games, don't play Breath of the Wild. And if you don't like like action games, don't, don't play God of War because you're not going to like them. Yeah. Um, open world puzzle games, I should say for Zelda, because you you kind of have to do puzzles. Yeah. Like yeah. if I knew Tyler was looking for a replay replayable game, then I would have said Breath of the Wild for that. But I I don't think you're looking for a replay game. Um, but. You can definitely. God, no, I've got way it. too much to play already. You can definitely finish it a lot quicker than God of War, though. Because, really? like Steven was saying, like it's you don't true. have to do every puzzle. It just makes the game easier. More you do, easier it will be. God of War, there's you have such a story that you have to progress through, which takes a long time. I think it's 25 hours without any side quests. So, I'll tell you this, though. For me, personally, yeah. the... The biggest thing that sucks me into a game is story. Yo, yeah, so God of War then. Okay. But The Witcher 3. <laughs> no, that's no, not, that's not a contender here. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay. But yeah, story, God of War. Okay. 100%. 100%. Cool. All right, so let's move on to releases. Now in stories. And let's uh, start with Microsoft. So Microsoft, there's not much coming out. But we are getting Super Mega Baseball on the 1st of May. It's finally May, everybody. So it's like summer, almost. <laughs> um, we're getting Outbreak, the Nightmare Chronicles, on the 2nd, and City of Brass on the 4th. But the big thing is the Games with Gold announcement for May. And we have ragged on Xbox a little bit for getting beat out by PlayStation lately oh, a lot. That is all changing in the month of May. We're getting Super Mega Baseball, Games with Gold for free, May 1st through 31st. And on the 16th of May, everybody, you can pick up Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. What? So That is huge. That's a 10. Are, Speaking of 10s. That, that was a 10, 10 on IGN, wasn't it? And it Yeah, and I think on Metacritic, it was like a 90-something. Like, it's, it's super a good. Game. Yep. Yeah. I... So, you can't really go wrong with Games of Gold in the month of May. Finally. This year. I know. <laughs> it's kind of been a letdown recently. There have been some good ones. Yes. But, but not, it's not been consistently, a little bit, though. Not consistently. Not as much right. as Sony has been. But this month, we flipped the script a little bit. Um, that's, so, that's impressive. Yeah. So, Steve, what do you got for on the Sony side of things? Well, I mean, just don't forget, if you're listening to us before the first, this is your last chance to pick up The Witness or Assassin's Creed on the Xbox. Syndicate, that is. Plus the 360. Game. Yeah, The Witness but, is worth it. Yes, absolutely. Definitely download it. Uh, PlayStation, though, releases. We have Killing Floor Incursion, which is a PSVR, or compatible with PSVR. And then also Super Mega Baseball, but you don't get it for free on PlayStation. 
Uh, PS Plus games leaving at the end of the month is Mad Max and Trackmania Turbo. Two pretty good games. Give them a download if you haven't already. And starting on the first, you can get Beyond Two Souls and Rayman Legends. I mean, what is this, like five years ago? <laughs> it feels like we had Rayman Legends on the Xbox for a while now. Uh, but it's a great game. And you can definitely get pick up Rayman or Rayman Oranges. I mean, Origins. Traveling back in time. I, I do have a deal of the week, though, for you guys. Um, Humble Bundle, actually, has a, a bundle of PlayStation games. It's not PS4 exclusive, but there's some good titles across the system. Uh, but headlining, if you pay $15 a month, or $15, not a month, but just $15, <laughs> you get like 15 games, and, and the, the high game is Valkyria Chronicles Remastered. It is absolutely an amazing game, and for $15, you can't go wrong. But if you don't like that type of game, it's like a RPG slash action game, um, Alien Isolation only requires you to pay about $10 total. And all that money goes to charity, so you're supporting a good cause, and you can choose the charity you want it to go to among, like, three or four. But if you want a horror game, you can pay $10 for Alien Isolation among, like, five other games across Vita and PS3. And then if you pay $15, you can get Valkyria Chronicles Remastered. So definitely check those out if you if you have a PlayStation and you, uh, any of those games interest you because you can get them pretty cheap. And, and your money goes yeah. to charity, and that's always a good thing. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Steve... Uh, Alien Isolation, great licensed game from a movie franchise. And by the way, we record next week on Star Wars Day. So we might talk a little bit about licensed games next week. Just saying. Mm. But saying. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, that does it for PlayStation. All right. <laughs> that was it. So, Graham. Graham. All right. Hey. Good let's transition. Let's go, Graham. Switch it up. <laughs> We're going to switch it up over to Nintendo, and uh, we definitely have a lot of releases, but uh, my top three that I chose, one is Don't Die, Mr. Robot, which releases May 3rd, and then on also May 3rd, you got one which the title pretty much explains what it is. I'm pretty sure it is Professional Construction Simulation, so use your imagination. You don't really need oh, to, but that's hell pretty yeah. much what it is. That's so, my jam. There you go. Steven's Jam is done. And my jam, which I've not played. Uh, I think this was originally on the Wii U. It was. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze will be coming at us on May the 4th, which Tyler just handed with Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And I actually have this game pre-ordered, and I didn't realize this was coming up so fast. And I actually haven't played a Donkey Kong game for a long time, but I love Donkey Kong. It, those games are so fun. The minecart stuff, oh, it's so hard and would drive me freaking nuts. But I just keep at it and power through it. So I'm definitely looking forward to that one. So and Graham, that's what I have. Yes. Graham, speaking of uh, Star Wars Day next week, you're gonna, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make fun of me because I've um, hit you oh. repeatedly on your... Um, near purchase of the like you know fifteen thousand dollar Lord of the Rings collection. <laughs> what what'd you do? So, no, I didn't buy it yet, but <laughs> I am really tempted. I don't know why, but I'm so tempted to buy this like ultimate Lego Millennium Falcon 
Do oh, it. They're do sold it. out. They're no, sold out. I, I have thought about it before with the Death Star one. 500 bucks. But I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh. Like 6,000 pieces. No. Hell yeah. To be honest, time I thought about buying it as well, and I saw that it was sold out, so I don't know if you're going to be able to buy it now. Yeah, well, they, they just got some in stock last week again, and I don't know if they're out again right now. It's but probably going to go so fast, Tyler. And It probably will, but it's like $700. Yeah. Oh, is that, is that how much it is? Yes. How many pieces is it, do you know? Six, like six $2 thousand million. Thousand. That's yeah, so that shit's so relaxing. I like puzzles though, and I like jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. and that it, Legos is like the cooler version of a jigsaw puzzle. So that's just too much money for me, though. I, I can't know. Adjust. I know. Seven hundred dollars for a Lego set is ridiculous, but like at the same time, it's like, oh, it's Star Wars though. That's so cool. It's so cool, and you I know, know. Long it would probably take to put that together too. That's like, no, but that's a long process. That's a great thing though. Like I want to be able to do it at my own leisure. Yes, and yes. that's why. Seven hundred is still too much. I, I'd think about yes. it. For, I think three hundred dollars. is Yeah, like, three hundred. I probably have it already. I'd, I'd probably do three hundred. Yeah, if and, I saw a Millennium Falcon or Death Star for three hundred dollars at two million pieces, like I could think of the amount of time it would take yes. me to put it together. I would do it. And you know, a couple things at play here. One reason I want to get it. Another reason that I don't. So. Will you put it together? What? Well, okay, so first of all, if it was $300, it would be in a box sitting right next to my PlayStation VR right now. Yeah, but... you know, PlayStation VR. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be so, open first. Yeah, I yeah. know. But anyway, so when I was a little kid, like, they had the toys of, like, the, you know, and I got, like, my grandparents would always bring me, like, Star Wars figures and stuff, things like that. And I wish I just kept them in the original packaging because they'd probably be valuable today. But at the same time, I'm glad I didn't because it's about having fun with them, right? And exactly. Having a good exactly. Time. So, but anyway, the ones I always wanted were like the the ATAT, you know, and the Millennium Falcon and stuff like that. But, you know, I just, you know, my mom was a single mom and she like worked her ass off and did an awesome job. But, those toys were kind of out of the price range, right? Like oh, those really were, expensive. yeah, they're really expensive. So when I see Lego Millennium Falcon, I'm like, here's a chance to have something mm-hmm. that I couldn't have when I was a little kid. Yeah. No, I don't. So it's super I tempting. I get it. But then, on the flip side, I have two dogs, and one of them <laughs> would ruin this for me in every way he could possibly imagine yeah that'd be I, he would eat he would yes. eat all the pieces he, piece. no, he would no he would he wouldn't eat them he would just chew them to the point that i couldn't like, do anything with it <laughs> yeah. and this thing is 700 dollars. yeah so yeah, i do have i do have and i don't want to spoil next week's stuff but i do have like some star wars collectibles that i'm i'm you know i really like one of them is the Black Series FX lightsaber. I have the Luke Skywalker one from Return of the Jedi, the green one. Nerd. I know, whatever. And but (laughs) said dog is terrified of the lightsaber. (laughs) So (laughs) so if I turn it on, we're not chewing it. If I turn it on, he's like under the bed. (laughs) He's gone. So it's so I like the lightsaber. Sure. Mostly for that reason, but. 
No, I love my dogs, so don't get all worked up, everybody. <laughs> um, they're they're totally spoiled. They I buy them dog ice cream called Frosty Paws, and they had that tonight. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I know. Questions? You want to get to them? <laughs> so real real quick, funny story with the Frosty Paws dog ice cream. So at at work, <laughs> I work in a, a retail store, and so had a customer come in, and she's. She's like, so I'm looking for this thing. And I'm like, sure, I'm happy to help you out. And she goes, uh, so I'm looking for this ice cream and it has a dog on the cover. Oh, cool. I'm like, I know exactly what that is. And she's like, yeah, my kids just love it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, and I don't really know what to say right now, right? Because <laughs> I can say that's for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then it's like, I'm telling you, you just fed your kids dog food, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, or I can just like roll with it and I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. So I just, I, I play dumb and I'm like, oh, that's great. They're right here. They're coming original and peanut butter, you know, two flavors that dogs happen to really like. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so yeah, uh... she, she gives them to their kids. I, I thought that was awesome. It made me laugh my ass off. Like, I had to hold it in until I got away and back to, like, the office area where I could just laugh so hard I was crying. But anyway, Steve, questions. We've got about 15 minutes to get some questions in. So what Perfect. do we got? Oh, that's Man, really, really good questions this week. Uh, let's start us off. Uh, speaking of, like, building shit, um, Nick asks, uh, which console should have their own theme park? Or do they combine for one huge theme park? And if I may... Yeah. Um, I'll answer this question sure. first. Um, I think if you went Disneyland style and like had all three together and even PC in its own thing, sure. uh, and, and each one had their own land. So, you know, at like Disneyland, they have like Adventureland, Future, or right. Tomorrowland, some like Frontierland. Mm -hmm. You do that. So, Nintendo has a park, PlayStation has a park, um, and Xbox has a park. Mm hmm. That would be awesome. And you, you could, like, have some rides, and you could have a Forza roller coaster in the Xbox lane, and a Gran Turismo, yeah. um, and, like, a scary ride, like, Until Dawn, or not, I mean, that wasn't really that scary, but, you know, in PlayStation lane, and Nintendo could have, you know, Walking Simulator Zelda. That, that I mean, that could be fun. No, <laughs> I, I, I kid, I kid. I think Zelda would have the more entertaining part, and I think that would be the most popular mm -hmm. part. But yes. I, I would love Don't to see... Mario. If they all came together and created their own, like, themed land in a huge amusement park. And I think they... So, I feel like a lot of people would want to go to that. Sure. And they've all collaborated so well together on other things, like, you know, Crossplay. But, <laughs> um, so I agree with you. But if you have to pick one, I would say Nintendo. Yeah. Just because it's the best franchises for that type of environment. I think with, you know, the theme park type environment, you have Zelda and you have Mario and Donkey Kong and all this stuff, right? That just makes for awesome, like, attractions at a theme park. So, now, I, I, I do, I, real quick, yeah. I, just, I just thought of this. Like, you know, Microsoft's known for their, you know, driving games <laughs> or games that have driving in them while shooting things. Yeah. I think the Microsoft world would be perfect as, like, a Six Flags park with a bunch of different roller coasters 
they they might actually have the more entertaining like thrill seeking part. Oh but yeah. Overall, I think <laughs> Nintendo would be the closest to like Disneyland. Yeah, and, I was yeah. just gonna say if you did like a Disneyland type of deal, and actually Disney World because that's you know the better one. But um, uh, wrong. <laughs> anyway. So, if you did it like that and you had Xbox World, you just, like, what I was going to say is you just have people in cars racing around shooting at things. Because that's the two games Xbox has. Racers and shooters. But I think PlayStation should be really interesting. I just don't know how you would, uh, how you'd make that into a theme park type deal. Yeah. yeah I, I think, feel like it'd be, like, Universal Studio style. Yes. With, like, the Harry Potter land where yes. it's more... Like theme as opposed to like roller coasters, but you like, like you put per- Persona in one, and you like in that. Well, even that would be weird because it's Japanese, like bit, anime. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that would be the way you'd have to do it. In fact, that's how I'd see it going. Is PlayStation has the more themed park, roller coasters, and Xbox World, and like the overall everything hodgepodge of just amazingness, like Disneyland style would be. In fact, that's what it would yeah. be: Disneyland, Nintendo. Xbox or Microsoft is Six Flags and Universal is PlayStation. Yeah. So, so Graham, you're going to say PlayStation, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) Actually, what I was going to mention is, so you guys are saying like consoles and stuff like that, but what if it's like, like Fallout or something like that, which are on multiple systems, like who would get that one? Well, your question was console. Console. Yes. uh, So you guys say console. Think exclusives. If I had sticked to console, the one that makes the most sense would be Nintendo. Uh, Neither one of you guys mentioned Mario, for one. Like, Mario would be a huge theme park. You could have a theme park alone just just on Mario. What? There'd be, like, pipe rides. There'd be, like, sliding down rides. You can ride... A Mario Kart roller coaster would be pretty... Uh, Yeah, Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. You're saying, what would it do? You'd do lots of things. You got Metroid... You got Yoshi, you got like Luigi, you got Toadstool, you got Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong. There's like Kirby. Like, is is Diddy like, Kong uh, like rap I, star? I, I can just name name characters. You got you know Master <laughs> You got the Stig in Forza from you know that one show. Don't forget Marcus yeah, Phoenix. Uh, Marcus Phoenix, Dom, and, and uh, you know, like every yeah. car in Forza, should I oh, name them? Sure, there. sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I. If all three of them had one, that would be amazing. Yeah. But I was gonna like make a mention too, like last E3, Bethesda, Bethesda Land, and they, had they the, did like, little areas, right? So if like a developer did that, like a Bethesda theme park or like mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo would probably be my main one. And actually, I thought I thought Graham that their conference last year was the best one in E3. I yes. thought they did a fantastic job, and the Bethesda land like played into that totally. So, yeah. All right, see what do you got next? All right, next question is Michael asks, uh, "Do you feel like co-op is dying out?" Hmm. Um, hmm. a little. Hmm. But. I think it's being brought back for Halo 6, right? That's been a commitment. So, like, Couch Co-op yeah. is being brought it... back. They've committed to that already. 343 has. But overall, yes, because the, the way gaming is going now is towards online and not towards, like, co-op in person. So what do you guys think? Yeah, like, nobody well, really, really wants to share screen. Um, I was going to just say, for example, No Way Out just came out, and that's, like, 100% co-op. Wait, and... but there is a way out. 
Get it? Because the game's called A Way Out, not No Way Out. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought it was No Way Out. Sorry, yeah, A Way Out, whatever. No Way Out for some. Anyways, um, so yes, and when the last uh, NHL 18 came out, they came with focused on co-op couch play or stuff like that. So it is kind of dying out, but it's still there. It's not going to go away. Um I was trying to think another game that was a co-op that was uh, uh, fun. I don't remember now, but yes, it is kind of fading out, but it, it's it still will be there. Steven? I mean, yeah, couch co-op's probably dying, um, if it's not really dead already. But I wonder how many people are like, people say they want things, but people say they want anything. I wonder how many people would actually play games couch co-op. Um, a lot of people play online. Uh, so, like, online co-op I don't think will ever die out. I do like playing games with other people in co-op. But, again, probably, like, problem finding the time. Tyler, we want to do a way out, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get home we have at, it. Yeah. At, at 7 o'clock, mm. like, my time, or you're... That's when, you know... And so you don't have much time because you have to go to bed earlier than I do. Yep. But then I'm also not home as early as you are. And there's only, like, right. the Venn diagram, the the little, like, connection The intersection, part. yeah. Yeah, it's it's not it's not big, so, so it, it kind of sucks. Um, yeah. But I, I think drop-in, drop-out co-op is going to be, like, the big way. Where, like, Far Cry 5, you know, you can yes. drop in and I can join your game. And then it doesn't affect my world, but it helps you. And some games and sort of, some games sort of started that. So think back to like the original Dead Island. I think did that. Yeah. And, and uh, Diablo, Diablo yep. like, three had it, and it was really nice because you know you could join them for whatever, and then catch back up, and then like whoever was behind, like even if you're ahead, you can join them. Borderlands same way. You just join sure. the person who's farthest back, and yeah, you might have to redo stuff, but who cares? You're playing with friends. It's more fun. I, um, that's how it for me. I don't so, think it's dead, but I definitely think it's, yeah, like, it's more I, as opposed to how it used to be. I want to amend my statement real quick, because if you're talking couch co-op, then yes, I think it's dying. But I love playing games co-op and multiplayer. Well, yeah, see, I, I have a too. lot we didn't of even fun. Mention that yeah, one. like that's a, that is a co-op game. I have a lot of fun playing co-op games, like with you guys doing whatever, doing streaming with all of us and all that type of thing. I love that. That's the most fun for me. So, for me personally. So, I, I don't want to see that go away. I don't think it is. I think that's as strong as it's ever been. But I think co-op is changing in its definition. From yes. being couch co-op to online co-op. Yes. And when I think co-op now, I don't even think couch co-op. Like, yeah. you have to specify couch co-op to, to yes. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but speaking of multiplayer, I, I think this flows right into our next question, if you guys are done. Um, Skylar asks, what's the best experience you've had in multiplayer with random people? Random people. Oh, man. You're going back a ways because uh, it's back to the Xbox 360 days. Um, I don't have a specific game, but I'll just say the best experience was back in those days when people all had a mic on and they would get on and talk to each other. And it wasn't just, you know, like 12-year-olds saying stuff about your mom left and right. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's kind of turned into that now, sadly. But, you know, I, I enjoyed it back then. And then you'd meet people and add people to your friends list and all that stuff and find people you enjoyed playing with and have a good time. 
and it's yep. not that way anymore. Sadly, now it's very clicky, segmented, where you have your group of people you play with, and you get in party chat with them, and that's it. You don't talk to anybody else. So, yeah, uh, go ahead, Graham. Okay. Yeah, I was in. I thought you were done. Um, so I haven't had really like a lot of great experiences like multiplayer, like random people. Um, but one that do stand out is. I think it was either a beta for NHL 18 or maybe 17. It's just very recent. I was doing like drop-in games, and you do rare sometimes find where everyone has mics or stuff like that, or maybe the first game no one has mics, but then when you come back in the lobby, people will start micing up. But uh, yeah, like I was having a great time, and we were like laughing and playing and having a great time. And that's probably the most people I had in like one party, like playing one game, and we're all just like laughing. So th- there is still great experiences out there, but they're a lot r- more rare, and they're probably going to become even more rare because people are using like party chats with their friend, and they don't like talk to random people. So I think the whole like random people interaction just is disappearing. Yeah. Um. My my Sadly. last. My last like great experience was on the 360, or well, I have some pretty good ones on the PC when I was playing the Old Republic, which was later. That was only like four or five years ago, but like console-wise, was the 360. It was Left 4 Dead back before party chat was a thing. I well, actually, I had a really good friend I met on Halo, and then we were playing Left 4 Dead, and we just started picking up like random people left and right, and like we'd come across one or two, and we started playing with them constantly and it became like our group of friends like the same way like graham and tyler and myself are right now and i played with them for years and then unfortunately we just kind of uh one thing that does suck about online gaming is you kind of get away from that because you know i went on to a different like a career which didn't facilitate playing that much video games um before i moved to what i am now and they, they had their own things, and then we didn't all upgrade at the same time. And that's what sucks is, is when you upgrade the systems, you kind of get away from each other. But that was the last great experience was playing, like, Left 4 Dead 1 because that was before Party Chat became a thing with randos. And that's where not everyone insulted your mother. Only, like, one out of every few games insulted your mother. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'll, we have one more question if... Uh, Yep. If that's okay. Brian asks, what's the worst thing you've had spoiled for you? Oh, man. And I know what Brian's talking about here. And yes. I feel for you, dude. <laughs> I do. I know. Like, he's in our Facebook group. And he had Avengers Infinity War spoiled for him. Oh, I feel really? for you, man. Yeah, that's Oh, sucks. man. It does. It does. <clears throat> And mine mine was up that level. So mine for sure was up so, that level. It was it was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, I had I had that spoiled for me in one yeah, of those stupid me ass memes, and I deleted the person off Facebook. I liked them too, but he posted me. it, and I was like, "Fuck that! You're done." I don't want to yeah. see that shit. If you spoil well, things for people, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah exactly. Asshole. Like I don't have an exact answer because I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But man, uh, don't be a dick. And don't don't get your fun. If you get your fun out of ruining shit for other people, then you're an asshole. And mm-hmm. that's all it comes down to. Graham, how about you? Yeah, like, it gets to the point where I'm like, even if it's like five years or seven years, I'm like, is it spoiling if I say that now? So, like, sometimes I ask people. Yeah. Because 
nobody likes anybody who spoils stuff for them, especially especially with Star Wars. If you're a huge Star Wars fan, like I'm sure Steven is, like I would be so angry and upset and mad. And yep. as far as a personal experience where something has been spoiled for me, I can't think of any, which that's a great thing. I hope nothing has ever been spoiled <laughs> for me. But there might be some minor stuff. But, no, I hate it. Even, like, when yeah. trailers reveal too much, I yep. try to avoid trailers. Yep. That's why I didn't yeah. watch Star Wars the Episode Eight trailer, because I was like, I'm going to see the movie anyways. I don't want to yeah. know anything about it. Yeah, mm. and it's uh, fun going in knowing nothing about it. Yeah, it is. And it I, is. Managed, I managed, guys, like you guys know, I you managed went. to wait until Episode Eight released on 4K. You went a long time, yes. That without and avoiding any spoilers. And I know the chances of that ever happening again are, like, zero. But, yeah. Brian, uh, man, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. And, you know, I know a lot of people are really looking forward to this movie. Uh, releases today. And, dude, that sucks. I, I'm sorry. And, you know, people are just assholes. And that's all you can really say. But, yeah. all right, that's all the, the time we have for questions today. But we keep all the questions banked, everybody. And, True. you know, we did say we're going to do a fan fest once a quarter. Uh, there might be one coming up, you know, sometime here in the future. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. So, uh, and we also do Twitch streams where we just answer fan questions and mess around playing something like Sea of Thieves. We might even do that tomorrow. Who knows? So, you know, if you ask a question, it's not right on the show. That's all right. We still are probably going to get to it. Uh, we appreciate everybody asking questions. There are some great questions that we actually did not get to tonight. Um yeah. We thank you for sending those in. We will definitely be asking them in the future. And uh, keep sending questions, everybody. Go on to Facebook or Discord and submit those questions. Facebook, uh, the Gaming Hub forums. And if you go to Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub, you'll get the link to Discord right there. you also get it on our uh, Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub or right on our Facebook page as well uh, to link into Discord. And you can submit questions there or on Twitter to be read on the show. If you're read on the show... If your question's right on the show, you're entered to win our monthly giveaway, which we did the last episode of every single month. So um, we'll be actually be doing the, the giveaway next week on Star Wars Day. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hint, hint. But we'll be doing <laughs> something fun there for everybody. Uh, so let's get out of here, gentlemen. All right. right. Yes, our time let's. is up time is up so Correct. again we invite you to join us uh, we mentioned uh facebook discord twitter and twitch we also invite you to come over to youtube and follow us there the gaming hub podcast there thank you so much everybody for joining us for episode number 93 countdown to 100 is on we uh, we'll be back next week with episode number 94 for graham and steve i am tyler saying thank you again for joining us we'll be back next week until then everybody have a great week play some great games and we'll talk to you soon yeah Take care, everyone, and play God of War. Yeah.